Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every other week and discuss the important things in life, like how this would have been, like, a really good, like, Halloween episode. But we didn't do that. <laughs> Does anything spooky happen in May? Pollen. Uh... Pollen. <laughs> Pollen! So, yeah, okay. Don't yeah, like no. It. Fucking I, I just like to pretend that it's Halloween year all year round. Does that count? Aww, yeah, that's fine. What's okay. your do do you have like a gif- different costume each day or is it like same costume all year oh, round? Oh not not costumes, just like Halloween decorations all over the Aww. house, you know, ghost Handing socks. Giving giving candy <laughs> to children, you know. Yeah. No. You know, parents are always really, really really comfortable with that all the time. <laughs> Living somewhere haunted. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Only half of that was a lie. Oh god, Allie, what are you doing? Allie. <laughs> Are you? We're among friends. Like I probably won't put this in the podcast. Do you? Do you just give children candy all year round? I mean, as part of my job, yes, but that's not <gasps> what I was talking about. I don't like your job anymore. <laughs> <laughs> your job got the spook factor. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, this week we have with us Ellie Goldapper, the spooky and atrocious. Hi. We also have Kalena with us, the evil and dastardly. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have Stephen Pettivel, who is just a mean bad boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we have me as your host, my Hutton, and I'm a delight. I don't know about you guys. Uh, so this week, we are talking about running evil campaigns, which we've figured out that most of us haven't done. But we all have a vested interest in it, which is what counts, really, is the... <laughs> Theoretically, we would love to do this. So yeah, we're talking all about like how to how to run an evil campaign, like some cool evil campaign ideas, and essentially how to do the thing. We've got our resident person who has done the thing, Steven. What what do you? Yes, you did the hello. Thing. I did the thing. <laughs> you did the thing. You did the thing for ages, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I have DM'd two evil campaigns. Uh, two of them? Yeah, one that was an off and on thing, and then another that was... I, I, I don't want to say it was a consistent game, but it was a game that happened probably between six to ten times a year for four or five years, so... Like, that, is, that isn't horrifically consistent, but... No. <laughs> no, but I mean, that's... It was it was long sessions, sometimes, like, okay. sometimes, like, six to twelve hour sessions. Wow. I mean, th- this was this was at the end of high school in the summertime oh. in the Midwest where it is a million <laughs> degrees. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I'm staying <laughs> in the basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what and the fuck I'm, else are you doing? I mean, there? I'm ginger. I can't go outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the world naturally wanted you to be a giant stay-at-home nerd. So like, yeah, I feel fun. like it's just my destiny. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so uh, what were what were the campaign like? What was the overall plot of the campaign? I guess like did so, it have did either of them have an overarching plot? Yeah, I was I was really lucky with both campaigns. They were like very very different in style. The first one was a very chaotic campaign that was basically uh, I had two players. One that was a chaotic evil Goliath barbarian with twenty strength, and the other was a. Uh, tiefling monk who wasn't particularly evil so much as just kind of generically nasty but he would basically <laughs> let the barbarian start shit and then help him clean it up and so basically the, the campaign was like i would give them a quest and they would like murder the quest giver and like take all his shit and then they'd like move on to another town and i'd have a posse of paladins <laughs> go try and hunt them down and then they'd kill the paladins and burn down the tavern and murder the innkeeper and all these wonderful things. It was basically impossible to DM for because yeah. you could never give them a quest lead that would go anywhere. They'd just kill yeah. everybody. 
Yeah. (laughs) See, I don't even know if... Does this count as having an evil campaign, or is this just, like, having dipshit asshole players? I mean, in some sense, this... I think think it was was good. This was one of the first campaigns I ever DM'd, so it was sort of a formative thing. Oh, no. Um, Yeah, it was... It was it was very very kind of a trial by fire I would say but yeah. uh, this was back in the 4E days the fourth edition when uh, barbarians in particular this is a problem with that edition in general but barbarians in particular were basically impossible to kill in that edition players basically don't mm-hmm. die in 4E so it was a uh, Basically, the players were running away with this power that I just like could not really counter. And yeah. uh, it, the campaign kind of fizzled out because it wasn't a great campaign. But it was a sort of chaotic, it was a chaotic evil sort of uh, trial by fire. I learned very quickly what a chaotic evil character is capable of and what it means to have one at your table. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you don't mind, I want to say a thing that my very first DM said to me and uh, the other players who was their first time playing mm-hmm. is uh, chaotic evil does not mean chaotic stupid. Yes, yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I, I agree that it does not have to. This is probably an example of chaotic stupid, but in the player's defense, their character also had like four intelligence. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes, sometimes that's all you can do. Yeah, I think I think he was honestly playing the character like perfectly as the character was intended. It's just a character that was not long for the world of like actually playing long term. <laughs> yeah. Did did you manage to find a way to make it a comprehensive storyline or was were your sessions essentially just let them murder their way through the day and it's <laughs> deal with it yeah so that's that's basically what i ended up resigning to it being was like i've thrown so many things at these people and they've managed to kill everything so i'm just gonna let this campaign fall out of the wayside and then about the time this campaign ended was the time that i started my second like actual long good real evil campaign okay <laughs> so yeah so let, tell us a little bit about your real good evil campaign <laughs> that wasn't just people doing a murders for no reason yeah so this secondary campaign it was interesting it was also just with two players which for some reason i have a lot of experience dm for just two people and frankly it's not optimal so i had to create a lot of sort of npcs to help them out and stuff like that but uh mm-hmm. speaking of two players though that's my um dnd podcast is just me and my friend oh, yeah. playing and then uh, my partner dming mm-hmm. and we have to like finagle it so that we don't die all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> if you don't have one of the players that's like really excited about healing their partner all the time, you you need to like have a lot of potions or like a bunch of cheesy shit. There have been a bunch of moments where one or both of us have fallen unconscious and it's just like, uh, and the monster doesn't eat you for some reason. <laughs> yeah. It takes pity on your dumb bitch asses. <laughs> it contemplates <laughs> life. And make decides to reevaluate its life choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, you know, dead unconscious people before. It's like, nah, you know what? This life wasn't for me anyway. It's a lot of cleanup. You know what? You know, drought drought isn't my favorite, so. (laughs) No. I was always so terrified with both of my small campaigns that I was going to just like destroy my players with like one bad encounter and leave everybody with a bad taste in their mouth by like (laughs) TPKing them on something stupid. (laughs) And it's one of those things of like, it's so easy. Easy. It's yeah. so easy to TPK them because they're just 
there. There's two right. of it's, them. There's only two people to absorb damage. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was, if, if like a, a TPK happens when there's like eight people, it's because like seven of those people fucked up, I guess, and didn't help. <laughs> two, it's just one and done. You're fucked. <laughs> but yeah, so what was the what was the kind of overarching plot of the main campaign one that you did with the with your the second with your good two... one? Yeah. So yeah, well, the, the, the second. I mean, it was it was it wasn't good. It was evil, but it was a good campaign. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I picked my words so bad. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I had it sort of set around a city. Uh, it was a city that it was sort of. I, I think the best way to describe it is kind of like what is it that Obi Wan says in Star Wars, like a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Yeah. Like it was. It <laughs> was very kind of Mos Eisley esque in the sense that it was like there's like crime syndicates that run most of the city. It's run by this shadowy like emir that is very like scarcely around it was it had kind of like an arabian nights flavor to it so it had sort of like um i used music from like some of the prince of persia games and i used these like <laughs> i used some like uh i don't know I, I i suppose that if i were to look at it now i would have a lot of like critiques with my presentation in terms of it being somewhat ham-fisted that i was trying to really say like this is a very sort of analogous setting to the middle east and i could probably do uh -huh. it a lot better now than i did when i was 16 <laughs> what? Uh, which is when i started this 17 anyway it was sort of this desert campaign and it was great because they were sort of they were in the middle of, they were in this giant city that was in the middle of the desert and they were cut off from a lot of resources uh and so they had to really get in with the criminal underworld in the city to get anywhere and so the campaign was sort of basically the story of these two characters. One was a a vampire and the other was a uh, dragonborn blackguard, both pretty evil by nature. Um, but the, you know, the vampire, it was his sort of uh, the, you know, the grand irony of the vampire character being in a desert. Like, you know, he has to really cover right. up. Like he had, to, oh, yeah. he had to find so oh, many yeah. ways to just not get annihilated by the sun considering it was... <laughs> He was spent a lot of his time in a gaseous state, so he didn't get destroyed. Um, but uh, you know, you know when you just spend most of your do. time as a gas to make sure you don't get burnt by the sun. Yeah. I do that. Summer's coming. But get that. Get your summer body ready. <laughs> One thing that I uh, that I ended up discovering, though, is sort of a pitfall of mine as a DM is that I have trouble making sort of good aligned characters that are convincing adversaries, even for like very evil characters. And since the mm -hmm. city was so wretched, I decided to go the route of having the campaign sort of BBEG be a character that is far more evil than my very evil characters. So oh, Jesus. I would say that like my characters were like, hmm, I'm trying to think of like a non-spoilery pop culture <laughs> reference that would be like a decent analog. Yeah, we need to go like, back back a couple years. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I kind of made my, my villain sort of like a King Joffrey sort of like cruel and incredibly yeah, sort yeah, of... Yeah masochistic for the sake of violence like just loves see, to see i was i was going i was going like real far back i was like well you could kind of go for like princess bride like prince humperdinck who's just like <laughs> uh, a, a relentless piece of shit no, and the dread no. pirate roberts who's a bit of a shit yeah no it's more like it's good? My, my players are like super fucking evil but they just had a, <laughs> an adversary that somehow was more evil than them and yeah. i found that that was the best way to keep them motivated to sort of yeah. keep growing in power because they couldn't stand the fact that this guy was more evil than them 
him. <laughs> okay, that's really cool. I, I very much like the idea that they're trying to overthrow the cruel ruler, not because yeah. they want to do good, but because they want to be the cruel ruler. Yeah, that's exactly. That, that was the entire driving factor for the campaign. That's um, radical. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of motivation, so I've never DM'd an evil campaign, but I've played in one. Yeah. You brought up Star Wars. It was a Star Wars themed. It was Amazing. one of their one of their campaigns. Because we started, I was like, I want to be a Sith Lord. <laughs> So that was like my motivation. <laughs> that's a rock solid motivation. Speaking of character oh, motivation. And, well, and so like the problem was that even though my friends were like, yeah, an evil campaign sounds fun, none of their characters had a really strong motivation. Yeah. Uh, so it really became like my character was kind of the main character, which was kind of a weird vibe. It's always a weird uh, vibe. Yeah. So I think if I were to DM one, I would make sure going into it that everybody had a clear similar goal. Because <laughs> okay, I definitely, yeah, yeah. you know, I got my my Sith trainer and I killed him and I took over an entire planet. It was really fun. As you Everyone did. else was there. <laughs> Everyone else also existed. That was cool of them. Well done. Oh, that's really cool. So, like for for that campaign, was it you fighting fighting good, or was it you fighting even worse evil? So I definitely was fighting good guys, but it wasn't. We did have a a, a problem with feeling like we were doing evil because okay, it wasn't you know chaotic, stupid. It was a lot of political intrigue, like a la Star Wars. So, oh, yeah. you know, you have to keep this ally so you can't kill him, but you'll kill his allies or his um, enemies to make mm-hmm. that allyship stronger. And so it was a lot of like more undercurrents of evil rather than like straight up, oh, hey, that that I'm going to go kill that baby, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, hey, did you kill some babies, though? We did. We took over Yay! an entire the an entire thing! ship of people, <laughs> and we went into the control panel and turned off life support for every room that we were not in. <laughs> and like then it. just waited. That'll do it. That's wow. so much. I like that a lot. I, uh, yeah, if I were to do it, I would make sure that, like, somebody had a motivation that was not just, like, money, you know? Like, um, Steven, your campaign was, I want to be the biggest bad. Fuck that big bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... <laughs> I think that that also kind of speaks to the necessity of a session zero. Like, I know a lot of players Mm -hmm. and a lot of DMs that don't believe in doing a sort of session zero where you sit down with your players and you really suss out their backstory and figure out what what their character motivations are. But I have to say, for the most recent campaigns that I've run, having extensive zero sessions or multiple sort of session zeros with my certain players before the game starts to really establish strong character motivations has been an incredible tool for me. Yeah, well, and also in a in an evil campaign, so my partner is running uh, Curse of Strahd right now. Hey! Um, <laughs> another important tool in something like that is session zero for lines and veils. So like lines are things that you don't want talked about and veils are things that like can be alluded to but not graphically depicted. Mm, yeah, so sure. Right, so if you're doing an evil campaign, you want to make sure like this is my line, like we can go on murdering sprees but I don't want like X to happen. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, how scarily graphic do you want to get in this weird game? Like, I want to get very but not super. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I want to get um like Cartoon Network violence. Like it cuts to black and you hear some screams and then the- there's like ketchup all over the floor. You're like, oh, right. fuck, but I need that cut to black. Right, right. Because, you know, just because you want to be evil doesn't mean you want to be gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, so just, just as a person, I'm the opposite way around. I don't want to be evil. I do want to be gross. Do want to be gross. <laughs> 
instantly a nasty girl. Like, I mean, that's fine. That's your session zero is like, <laughs> yo, whatever. <laughs> it is, but in your session zero, right? I just want this as nasty as possible because you know your bitch is weird. <laughs> We're going to get real weird with it, babies. Well, based on what you're saying, it sounds like there's a very fine line between uh, violent evil and evil so you just fuck things up and evil <laughs> so you fuck the campaign up yeah yeah definitely different kinds of evil yeah one is your character is evil the other is you as a player are evil like <laughs> well i think i told you guys that that was that's always been my interest is like i've mm-hmm. actually designed a couple of characters that were chaotic evil or or even on the chaotic end of the spectrum if, yeah. even if they didn't go full tilt evil And I always end up playing the character so that they help the DM go forward. And I feel like if I actually play to the character as I've built them, I'll actually screw up what's trying to happen. So I really like the idea that you're talking the session zero and trying to figure out like how far you go before it gets too much. To that, like not wanting to, you know, mess up the DM. Because I don't think any player legitimately just wants to ruin the DM's time. Oh, Um, you, you, you are a lucky (laughs) DM. Me too. Like, wow. DM's got yeah. a crack As a DM, heads. that's never happened. As a player, I've had other players be kind of shitty. <laughs> I forget where I was going. <laughs> oh, we, just, we all just oh, got but, lost uh, in this fantasy world where it's like, like 80% of players don't want to be on Boston. <laughs> um, um, but that's, I think, as a DM, you need a clear picture of, if you want to turn your characters evil, how do I bend that? How do I make that happen? I like corrupting them into evil as well. That's nice. That's I creepy. Think, I think that's a... I was thinking about that earlier today as a, a kind of a morally gray campaign turning evil. So like, yeah. do this bad thing to prevent a worse thing and then I've keep doing that. that. I don't know how to manufacture because it would take so much effort to manufacture that in the correct way. But I've always liked that idea of when they get to, like, the final kind of end boss, and the end boss is the, you know, the actual heroes who have been doing the, well, we can't kill someone because murder is for bad people. And <laughs> kind of them take a look at themselves and be like, oh, shit, are we, are we the bad ones? Are we the baddies? Oh, <laughs> It'd be so difficult to manufacture, but... Uh. Um, so for a little while, this isn't super me DMing. It's kind of me being a little bit of a player in a campaign, but uh, one of my, my friends who's currently DMing, he, he did something that I really think is super interesting, and he enlisted me to be the the big bad uh, for cool. his campaign. So essentially, he just tells me what my character knows, like what my character is and like what, what they know about the heroes and what they're doing. And such as like, like you have all of this cash at your disposal. How do? How do make this into your, like put this into your favor? And it's so fun to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's endlessly fun to do, so I'm kind of I'm kind of like co DMing in a little way, and it's you're it, it, consulting, consulting. I'm a, I'm a consulting villain, and that's literally the dream since I was a young girl. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> it's very cool. Like it, it it's great to have. Uh, like I would assume because. Uh, 
it it just takes a little bit of the pressure off of you and it kind of makes you think in different ways. That's really interesting because it makes it almost makes your big bad a PC. Right. You know, it, it adds like a total different factor into the whole gameplay. If you uh, if anyone uh, was a, a watcher of Community, there's a, an episode of Community where they uh, they play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I have seen said episode. It's so good. <laughs> and Pierce fucking gets annoyed mm. that no one likes him and how he's playing it. So he goes off and becomes the big bad, which I genuinely thought was such a cool idea for a campaign and it also made me wonder can you run a good campaign and an evil campaign simultaneously yes and essentially without them knowing they're fighting off against each other and them fighting each other right i like that a lot that would be so (laughs) radical i like the idea of not telling either of them until you're like okay it's the big showdown day and all of you meet in a room at once and you're like hey fuckos guess what Like, well, I, I think I, it had uh, something like that. I was actually talking about that exact concept like yesterday. Something like that would be really interesting because, uh, you know, the DM has a lot of plate spinning and kind of making other players be the big bad or like the big good, I suppose. Yeah. It makes them like their own intelligent people making their own like rational decisions instead of just like, well, I need the players to be here. So the big bad is going to do this. Yeah. I'm really into that concept. <laughs> I think it could be so cool. <laughs> it would take a lot of time, but oh, how radical would it be? Especially if you're able to keep it under wraps. It would be very <laughs> yeah. cool. Well, and I think one thing that is also an interesting concept to explore that I've been thinking about this for a game that I recently started running is trying to have a game be both a normal sort of, you know, quasi good campaign and an evil campaign mm-hmm. at the same time. where. Okay. You have characters that are able to indulge in vices or in certain illegal activities on the side. The players of the other characters may be present, but like their characters are not present when those actions occur. So you can still have those evil characters get their evil, evil (laughs) fill in. Uh, secretly. I have a couple characters right now that are dealing with some forces that are larger than them that are going to force them to probably do some things that they don't want to do. I think it's going to be interesting because I'm going to be basically running a simultaneous like good and evil campaign and I'm curious to see how that's going to turn out. It might be terrible. Who knows? <laughs> Check back in in a couple months. Whatever. Yeah, we'll see. One of my favorite Crit Chat things is talking about like campaign ideas and then coming back to people a while later and being like, how did it go? And just... <laughs> I, I have too many campaign ideas to actually go in and do most of them. <laughs> yeah. Forever problem. So, uh, so Stephen, so what are com- some of the main kind of differences between DMing like good campaigns and evil campaigns? Uh, I would say the main differences are uh, the, the the biggest difference that I have clocked, I would say, is, is motivation. Trying to motivate your players to do evil stuff is a very different ballpark than trying to motivate them to do good things. With good characters, I have found with good characters, it is very easy to predict what a mostly good character is going to do in any given mm-hmm. situation. Like, But when it's yeah. like a neutral, evil, self-obsessed vampire that wants nothing more than to live forever (laughs) like that's his only goal it's way harder to predict what he's gonna do he might turn into a gaseous form and phase through any material (laughs) and go in any direction like i can't i can't stop him from doing that and uh and you know so i had to i had to plan for those sorts of eventualities the way that i discovered that i was able to motivate my players so well was that i had this vampire in my party and then i made my main villain a bigger badder vampire (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so he, my my sort of my player had this I think like 
inferiority complex because he just could not compare to this other bigger, badder vampire that was the <laughs> big bad guy. <laughs> laughing for the past like five minutes when I because I realized that essentially your campaign was that meme of a uh, Kermit uh, a one side and Kermit with a hood on on the other <laughs> yeah, side yeah yeah <laughs> it's like the two Spider-Mans pointing at each other the two Spider-Mans <laughs> like ah oh, that exactly that I do I do very much enjoy the idea of the campaign is even even in good campaigns having a villain that is essentially one of the characters but bigger and better and <laughs> I guess, badder in in all these situations. Because then they're mad because they're like, I could be that, but I'm not. Uh, Ali, you were saying that you've got like questions and stuff. Do you have questions? Uh, I think my primary one, I think you talked about it a little bit, is not screwing over the DM. <laughs> not like, because I mean, it's fun to have the DM stop and go, okay. Like, I love that moment. I love like the okay moment. Let's roll with this. I don't like the, Okay. okay. And you can hear that they've yeah. just destroyed like 20 pages of yeah. notes. That's not the noise I ever want to hear. And whenever I hear a player purposely do that, it actually hurts. <laughs> so like, that's not the goal to play an evil campaign. I think it's just fascinating to have the option to play an evil character that has their own motivations. So where do you hit that fine line? And where do you, Stephen, you were talking about two different campaigns where one really was, seemed to exist to screw you over. <laughs> right, yeah. Where did you finally hit a medium where you actually still wanted to DM that campaign? <laughs> right, so with the uh, the with the one with the big barbarian guy, I basically stopped DMing that campaign. Okay. I basically told the players, hey, I know that we can all play a different campaign that we're all going to enjoy more, so let's do that instead. And so we did. Um, <laughs> but, okay, uh, that's nice. See, that, and that's that's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not, I think that's... I think I think it helps that like I have basically only played with very close friends of mine, and so there are people. You know, I can have a, a reasonable conversation with them about like how to change table conduct without like it devolving into a shouting match or it being like some person that I'm playing with at the at the store or somebody that I don't know particularly well. You know, there's a lot of those awkwardnesses that that are common to many D&D groups have already been sussed out, you know. Gotcha. So so I'm very very blessed that I've had a, a particularly excellent uh, group of players that all have they're blessed with relatively good social graces, I'll say. <laughs> You know, I read stories on Reddit where I'm like, what, who the fuck are these? Why are you playing with oh, people yeah. that are like this? These oh, troglodytes. Yeah. Like, see, that's, I guess what I'm going at is you have to make the campaign worth running. Also, yes. you have mm -hmm. to make the campaign fun to play in and fun for all the players to play in. But you also have to make the campaign worth running. Right, yeah. So, yeah. so like the, the, the big thing that I ended up doing that made the second evil campaign feel really worth running both for me and for my players was that I decided from the beginning that it was going to be mostly an improvisational campaign. I did almost no prep work when I basically like said, hey, you're in this city. I picked a city in the Forgotten Realms on the map that we had set up in my friend's basement. And so like. Trying to roll with the punches in a game where the players themselves are more unpredictable, I think, is one of the best ways to deal with an evil campaign. If you're going to do an evil campaign, I think you inherently just have to be a little bit more improvisational as a DM if you really want to try to stick with your perhaps more chaotic players. That terrifies me in every way, because as we have <laughs> learned from years of experience, I am bad at improv. It can be very hard sometimes. Um, alcohol uh. helps for me, but that's not for everybody. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was yeah. going to say that a uh, random encounter table, uh, one well-written NPC, and then just go. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a really good idea to have, if even if you're going to improv, 
have like two or three generic sort of NPC personality templates in mind, like a uh, friendly rural barkeep, yeah. resourceful halfling mm-hmm. rogue, cutthroat human sailor, like have a few ideas that are just like, oh yeah, I can toss this in wherever and it'll work. And see, that was that was a selling point to me about tabletops when they were pitched to me like five years ago or six years ago was there's a randomization element to it and there's an improvisational element to it and you can't plan for anything. Yeah. And like, to me, that was really appealing. So I like sure. that thought process. Y'all spooky. Y'all spook me so bad. Yeah. I, I, I did I did some improv in the last session that I did last week and I accidentally improvised a lich against two level three players. Improv. Well, that's what they get. I don't know what to tell you. No, here's the problem. They were being really cool and good and I didn't have any complaints, but I just threw a lich at them because I got scared. Hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> you are the you true. You are the true evil player. <laughs> I just, I want to do an evil campaign really badly. I think that one of my main worries with it is, yeah, that that kind of element of how how to motivate people in the same direction and how to, I think one of my biggest worries is how to do it with like a party. Like I could kind of understand doing it for like one person or like two people, maybe at a push, but how the fuck you get a whole party of evil motherfuckers together being like, oh, like if they're doing it for glory or money or whatever, that how do you make them not turn against each other? How do you, how do you do that? <laughs> well, that's uh, what I was trying to get at earlier is that instead of one, you know, them all having different goals, they kind of need to have the same goal. Mm-hmm. And then maybe at the end you do a, a battle royale free for all yes. and whoever wins becomes the new BBEG. Oh, I love me a battle royale. God <laughs> You could always, like, try to have the characters serving a sort of common cause, but have that common cause being an evil one. You know, like, I, I one thing that I was thinking about was, I've got some sort of empires and some political bodies that have, like, very nefarious overall goals, and they have large standing armies. And what if you ran a campaign where your players were willing or not conscripts in an evil army like what would that be like um Ooh, okay like where it's like you're adventurers but the your adventure is raiding these towns full of civilians and like guardsmen and stuff like better better develop a taste for it because this is what you're doing yeah. is this uh, a, a shira campaign horde campaign yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> hey do you want to run it i'm in i'm in hey i'm in cut down <laughs> I, I already made a whole dnd 5e hack for a steven universe campaign so you really can't tempt me with that oh. i mean i mean <laughs> I feel like you just gave me a very good reason to tempt you with that. You actually do follow through. God damn. Also, that sounds amazing. Right? If nothing else, Crit Chat loves big queer content. Big, Love that big, big queer D&D content. content, yes. Love having three moms. <laughs> three, three moms. My three cool radical moms. Oh. Four, four radical, kind of four radical moms. Four moms, kind of one four. is also you. Oh no, I was going for four moms and then also you. You got two moms, that's just one mom, which is good. Oh, that's true, yes. Mm. Two, one mom. <laughs> you guys have a lot of moms. So many moms. So many moms. <laughs> that, that's tight. Can, we, can that be a campaign? Is that, no, that wouldn't be an evil campaign. We have to talk evil about mom? that in a different episode. 100 <laughs> moms. The suburban mom campaign. Oh God, can I speak to your manager? Concept. <laughs> yeah. Concept. We have an evil campaign that all of the party, common goal, 
all of them are moms. All of well, them are evil mom, like evil PTA. <gasps> the PTA. Oh, <laughs> and I think PTA. They all want to be the best mom. Right, you've they got a common goal of mom. wanting your kid to like get the best grades or whatever the fuck. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Destroy the other children in soccer. Destroy the other children in soccer. <laughs> Absolutely wreck the shop of other children in soccer. <laughs> you have to show to show up all the other moms. So when they bring in the orange slices, oh, you're yeah. the one bringing Capri Sun pouches for the whole. <laughs> team <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you made you made uh all the brownies and of course we have gluten-free for jenny i mean come on mm-hmm. yeah. i know jenny's intolerances <laughs> evil pta mom <laughs> I feel that, that would that that one could work for either if you're fighting a good force or fighting an evil force like you could be fighting the like the head teacher because the head teacher is a garbage stink boy for all of the children or it could be like a really good head teacher that gets your shitty idiot children into trouble and you don't like that <laughs> yep. i think just a high school game in general would be fucking amazing like a mean girls one shot oh hell yeah <sighs> I'm so in. I'm so in. <laughs> Rig prom. Like there are so many oh. factions within a high school, and so many hilarious like ways that you could Holy just shit. use straight up characters in D and D. Like, oh yeah, I'm a paladin. I'm a fucking jock. Oh, oh <laughs> is it no. the, the jock oh, that goes to the what is it? The like Christian Athletes Association. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about you guys, but immediately, like, basing this on my past experiences, putting it in a high school would immediately make it an evil campaign for me, so. <laughs> or at least, like, a dark campaign. <laughs> but this is, this is. It's gonna go It's places. gotta be, like, movies high school. It can't be, like, real, actual, shitty high school. Oh, no, you'd have to play up yeah. everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It would have to be a breakfast club, is the thing. You'd because I, <laughs> you'd have your paladin, like your fucking jock paladin. You have your like war warlock fuck up, uh, your wizard nerd. Instead oh, of starting would... in the tavern, you start in the de- detention. You start. T- oh my god! This is such a good <laughs> fucking campaign. Is the problem? Do you look up at the clock? It, yes, it has only been five minutes. <laughs> Oh my god. Hey, guys, remember what I just said that I don't have enough time to do all of these campaign ideas? <laughs> Here's another one I can't fucking do, but oh. It doesn't follow into evil campaigns at all, but it's cool. Oh yeah, evil campaigns. Yeah, but- I mean, it could <laughs> be an evil campaign. That, that that would be an interesting twist. It would have to be the Mean Girls aspect uh, yeah, if, it was, yep. if it was an evil campaign. I feel like I'd be able to play in an evil campaign in general because you're just like, hey, hey, fantasy violence. Oh, I want money and power. I feel like in a high school setting, it would have to be like bullying nerds and i'm like no it's too fresh it's too much yeah that's, my, yeah, that's a little that's a little spicy <laughs> like, yeah i don't know if that would be fun no. that's that's the difference <laughs> like, it would be every time i bullied someone i just see little ismay face like why yep. you know this sucks right <laughs> Oh, my heart. Uh, does anyone have any other, like, evil campaign things that they want to bring up? I'm just, my mind is reeling from all these great campaign ideas. Yeah, right. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm completely gone. I mean, I am here for just coming up with more evil campaign ideas. Like, that's fun for me. I'm good. Yeah, is this podcast really just Ismay steals people's ideas? Hey, Steven, <laughs> don't fucking at me. <laughs> hey, Steven, I started a podcast that was like, we're going to get a bunch of great DMs together to give advice. When I had no clue about anything, so I was just being like, yeah, I'm with these guys. I also know how to DM when it was a lie. Come on. This entire podcast is me stealing from other people. And that's what D&D is all about. Well, you know, great artists steal or whatever. That, that's the quote. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> 
I need to cross stitch that. <laughs> Great artist steal or whatever. Hello there, nerds, and welcome to the middle of the podcast break chat with your host, Ismay. Hope you're enjoying the episode. Uh, if you want to read around to the very end, then you get to hear some great plugs from all of our people. Uh, they've got some cool things to share with you. I'm going to do our normal middle of the podcast things a little bit out of order today because we have something very, very cool and very, very exciting, and I'm going to save the best for last, baby. So I guess first off, I'm going to talk a little bit about Half Damage. If you've not heard of Half Damage before, you're a fool. Half Damage is our actual play D&D podcast that I run and DM and produce and all that good stuff. And you've got a lot of people that are on this very show that play in it. Uh, Allie, who's in this episode, is on it, as are Emily, Ian, and Alfred, who all are going through the land of Barovia, but not like anyone's really ever seen Barovia before. It is a really good time. It's fully voice acted. It's fully musicked. And it is uh, buck wild. So go and check that out. It is half damage. It is wherever podcasts are found. If you want to help us out in a not word of mouth way, but in a money's way, you can do that over on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash crit chat, all one word. Uh, you get some really cool rewards there, even as little as a dollar a month, which is absolutely nothing. You get really cool things like you can come and play games with us. Alfred hosts uh, Space Scoundrels, which is a game that you can come and play with us. We play every other week mostly and it's really cool it's really fun a lot of people on crit chat are there and a lot of other patreons are there so come and join the fun that is as little as a dollar a month but you can pay in any amount uh and you get different rewards at different levels so go check those out over on our patreon you can also find our discord in the description of wherever you're listening to this and talk to us there now you might be wondering ismay why are you not talking about your social medias well i'm going to talk about them now because you're going to have to go to them to get some cool shit that's right babies we're doing a giveaway motherfucker focus it's giveaway time this is fucking cool as hell we have the brand new wizards of the coast adventure ghosts of salt marsh one whole copy to give away for free you don't even have to pay for postage and packaging we got that covered all you have to do is enter and you could win this brand goddamn new ass book it looks radical as hell it is all about it's a big sea adventure you can do ship battles it's got a whole thing on it in ship battles it is usually about 50 dollars. it's a hardcover motherfucker like all the other books the cover art looks so radical and it's a very good new boyfriend that they put on the cover and yeah it's absolutely free if you enter our goddamn giveaway to enter all you need to do is go over to our facebook or our twitter and that will tell you all the things that you need to do to enter this giveaway our facebook is at facebook.com forward slash crit chat all one word and our twitter is twitter.com forward slash crit underscore chat There will be a post on each of those. You might have to scroll down a little bit to find it. But once you do, it will tell you all the information that you need in order to enter this giveaway. As I say, it won't cost you a single goddamn thing. All you're gonna have to do is do some, like, retweeting, vegan hashtagging, you know, all all that good shit. And at the end of it, you get a radical new book. Also, if this gets enough traffic and enough people do the giveaway and all that good shit, then we might actually have a second copy that we can give away as well, which would also be super cool. So yeah, head over to either our Facebook or our Twitter to enter this giveaway and get your free shit, baby. Also, if for some reason you're not sold on this book yet, there is a new monster in it called the Harpy Matriarch. That is, I know that's a woman, but a new boyfriend contender. I'm just going to say this much. Their actions include fleeting form, luring song, and visage of desire. And if that's not boyfriend material, I don't know what is. But yes, exciting news and giveaways aside, I'll let you get back to the episode now. Hope that you enjoy it and I'll see you later, nerds. I, I'm, I'm still like, there's such a fine line of what type of evil 
you're going for too, which mm-hmm. again, I know like talking about in a session zero would be beneficial and I understand that. But like you could have a team that does want to go through the countryside and murder everybody. Yeah. Like you could end up with that group. <laughs> um, is there a way to make that fun interesting especially (laughs) as they start hitting higher levels well talking about uh steven you mentioned your like you know evil army idea yeah yeah um i did play in a campaign i guess we didn't pay it as like an evil campaign necessarily but it looking back on it definitely was because um (laughs) (laughs) we were we were doing the crusades but uh for an evil god oh wow nice yeah i like it so yeah we were going around to different cities and making sure that they were basically like subjugated (laughs) we were like hey you have like a good campaign yeah you believe in our you believe in our god right oh yeah (gasps) totally for sure you're not yeah, fucking yeah. lying, are you? <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> so yeah, literally the Crusades. You're that's that damn. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so good. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if that answers your question, but like you could still <laughs> you could still do like political stuff with a murder hobo campaign. Gotcha. You know, if you wanted to structure it that sort of way. I think it would just be the kind of thing that sometimes you have to do with heroic campaigns when at the start they're like, okay, but what's in it for us? Uh, yeah. And as it goes on they get yeah. a little bit more heroic. But I d- I d- reverse that process? It has the potential, the reason I was asking is in my head it has the potential of being very, very repetitive. Yeah. Like you throw somebody else in front of them and then they're dead. And then you throw somebody else in front of them and then they're dead. Yeah. Like, it happens that way and you can't stop them from doing that you could also end the campaign yeah, but, you could also just like, ghost them so hard yeah yo dudes this isn't no they're there to talk to you okay okay no like i did I, name I, them I, I but okay <laughs> but that's what i'm talking about when I, yeah I, i'm you were getting already spoke about it at length but that's what i mean by making the ca- the um campaign interesting and not screwing up the dm yeah. when the dm's written like three pages of information for this character in this town and this part of the campaign and this quest and then the characters walk into town kill the npc and burn the town down like that's not fun for the DM. Yeah, that's then. not really fun for anybody at that point. If it, if the DM's not uh, having yeah. fun, nobody's having fun. Yeah, right. I make sure of that. Uh, I I think that like I think that like you could basically like with many campaigns, you just have to make sure that the characters that your players are playing are contextually appropriate for the campaign that you're trying to trying to throw down. Like right. if you're I don't know, say you're playing a game set in the ancient Earth. And you decide, oh, there's no halflings in this game because I can't figure out a way to fit them in. And then somebody rolls up and they're like, hey, I'm a halfling bard uh, and I worship (laughs) all these gods from the Forgotten Realms. You'd be like, well, that doesn't fit. I mean, and I feel like I feel like character alignment and character motivation can even be I don't want to clamp down on the freedoms of my players. But I also would want to make sure that they're playing a character that is thematically appropriate for whatever game it is that I'm trying to run. Right. Yeah, it's the yeah. it's the person that rocks up where you're like, oh, we're doing like a high fantasy game. And they're like, yeah, my name's Kylo Ren. Uh, <laughs> I, have, I have a magic zap sword. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that fuck. Yeah, I actually had a similar experience. I was trying to run a archetypal high fantasy campaign. So I wanted my characters to be like, you know, a wizard who lives in a tower and like a, a paladin yeah. with a big shield. And... One of my characters rolled up with a straight up character ripped from Full Metal Alchemist, and I was like, "Nope, no. let's re-roll that character." <laughs> In a similar note, I guess 
Is it ever okay to just straight up kick somebody out of a game if they're like always being not like being annoying as a person, but like as a player, just specifically ruining ideas and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, like I kick, I'd say kick players out all the time. Fuck it. Faster than the speed of light. I, I've been in a very fortunate situation where I have, yeah, playing with like close friends who are radical and I love them, mm-hmm. but I will never hesitate to kick a bitch out <laughs> because I'm done. <laughs> If I'm here to facilitate having a good fucking time and you're ruining it, it's not... No, no we're not doing this. I'm not putting myself through this, nor everyone else through I this. I think if any... It's not what's if happening. If any one player is singling out another player and, like, out-of-character ta- like out of character things are influencing the table, like, the character's decisions, then you really have to draw the line and, and, and try to remove whatever's the source of that problem. Because I've had a couple times where, like, real-world shit has boiled over into my game, and thankfully I've been able to just be like, okay, let's just take a break. We'll re- reconvene in a week, and it'll all be fine. But, you know, sometimes that's not an option when there's a really problematic element. Mm-hmm. I just... We're, we are the evil campaign. <laughs> I was going to say Dungeon Master. You mean fantasy therapist? Yeah, basically. (laughs) No, the the rat bastard is the greater evil and you have to do the evil of kicking them out. But they are the greater (laughs) evil that you must face. (gasps) Okay. All right. Before we wrap up, very quick. If you were an evil character in a campaign, what would your overall motivation be? I would be motivated by... By my want to just have a nice place to stay by the sea. My entire fucking deal would be getting enough money, getting enough distance, and getting enough dead bodies away around the corner so that I don't have to deal with anyone. So it's just me and the waves, baby. Just it's me and the waves. <laughs> I think I'd just like to confuse everybody. Hell yeah. Just like do the opposite of what anybody expected me to do and Ooh, uh, perplex everybody. Yeah, bamboozle him. Just a uh, snake oil salesman. Give basically. candy to a baby. Give candy huh. to a baby. Exactly. <laughs> Full circle, baby. Mm-hmm. Also, bamboozle is a very good, like, gnome <laughs> name. <laughs> Steven, what would your evil motivation be? That's a good question. I think it would be like a like a more chill Thanos. So basically like <laughs> like so like Okay, so, go on. So like g- genocide but like but like a, but like a little bit more chill. So like I live I live in Colorado and one constant constant complaint of mine is that I love Colorado and I love being outdoors, but I'm an introvert and there are so many people that also love being outside here. <laughs> So if we just had a little snaparoo and got rid of, like, you know, half the people in Colorado, I could go hang out in the mountains and smoke weed and chill with my dogs and do all the things I want to do, and it would be great. Hey, Steven, are your character and my character, like, best buds? Yeah, probably. (laughs) Probably. You've got your own mountains next door to each other. Both of your motivations are no other people. Yeah, <laughs> the mountain next to the the ocean. Yeah, you know, just, right. There's like a barrier where neither of you cross unless you the other wants you to demilitarize zone. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Put up like a little flag, being like, "It's cool. You can come over for hangs today." <laughs> <laughs> I I guess I'm gonna go more dramatic. I was thinking something like kill the Raven Queen, become new Raven Queen. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's pretty cool. Which would be that's pretty that's cool. a big ask. Okay, you have to be like level 25 for that, but. <laughs> I mean, it's not impossible. Live your dreams. Live your best self. Sometimes your best self is the Raven Queen. That's fun. (laughs) My best self is the Raven Queen. 
<laughs> I like that our answers were one, bamboozle them, two counts of I just don't want people to talk to me, and one, I'll take over the world. So fucking don't step. Don't step. <laughs> I will be there. Don't even. Oh, so choice. Uh but yeah, we're gonna wrap it there. Uh, we'll do we'll do some plugs. Uh Ali. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, half damage. <laughs> what? That sounds radical. What is it? It's an actual play D&D podcast. Oh, sorry. Run by is it? Oh my god, she sounds cute and smart. <laughs> she is. <laughs> and if you're listening to this, you might like it. <laughs> it has similar themes. Damn. <laughs> That's some good advertising. <laughs> I have this big ridiculous grin on right now, which again works really well in an audio medium. Audio medium. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to listen to Half Damage, you can find it on any podcast app. Kalina, do you have any plugs for us? The actual play podcast that I am a part of called D20 Downtime. That is just me and my friend and my partner DMs. And we both play something called Gestalt Characters, which is two classes in one. It's not multi-classing, it's different. <laughs> because we're very, there's only two of us and we don't want to die every episode. <laughs> yeah. Gotta cover all the bases. Find that wherever podcasts are, I am assuming. Unless yes. you're just like and, uh, really, really niche. There's there's like, d20-downtime.pinecast.co. We'll direct you to all of those places. Radical. Uh, Steven, do you have anything? Um, Nothing in particular, uh, except to say I am, you know, I am a, a film editor and sort of I'm, I'm teaching myself After Effects. I'm trying to learn how to do some cool video shit. And I'm always looking for people that would like to hire me. Uh, <laughs> and I'm also working on some D&D stuff that I will plug if I'm ever on this again, because I will hopefully have it revealed to the universe at large by then. <laughs> but until then, uh, no, just hire me. That would be, that'd be sick. <laughs> uh, if you want to find me, you can find me, uh, I'm, I'm down as a teacup gamer on everything. Uh, I'm that on Twitter. I'm that on Twitch and I do game things there. It's fun. I mostly play Red Dead Redemption right now and do a lot of cowboy fashions. <laughs> That's all I'm there for. <laughs> if you want to find Crit Chat, you can find us on iTunes by searching Crit Chat under podcast and leave a five-star review for this five-star show. And find us all on the best podcast apps every other Saturday. Until then, I have been Ismay. I've been Allie. I've been Kalana. And I've been Steven. And you have been listening to Crit Chat. I'll see you later, nerds. <laughs> <laughs>